We're going to start a, it's uh, not a new thing, we're just kind of couching it differently. Um, we're going to start a consistent practice, whether that be on the fifth Sundays of the month, whether that be um, every other month, I'm not sure how that's going to work out um, yet, but it's going, to be called, it's going to be called Fulfilled, all right, is what we're going to call it, okay? So you may have seen all right, the post that went out on social media this week. Um, called Fulfilled, all right? And the idea is this, okay? In Acts chapter 2, all right, which is the founding passage um, of our church, it says this, and they, the church, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done to the apostles, as the church devoted themselves to one another, to the word, to fellowship, to service, to doing life together, the consequence was they were filled with awe and wonder. They were filled with awe and wonder. So we're going to have this element in our services called fulfilled, where we're going to stop and we're going to take some time. We're going to look at what our church has been um, involved in, doing together recently. And we're going to stop and we're going to testify. We're going to testify to the things that we've seen God do through that. Okay? We're going to testify to those things. We're going to go, hey, at the firework tent, right, which is the video you just saw. Here's how I was filled with awe as I saw God move through the firework tent. We just handed out those gift cards to you a few weeks back and asked you to be prayerful and discerning about, hey, who do I need to bless with this gift card? How did God move you to awe in that? Were you filled with awe? Can you testify, you know, to that? And so that's what we're going to do this morning, okay? We're going to, I'm going to pass the mic around, okay? And, and we're going to testify to how we saw God move through the firework tent, how we saw God move through the gift cards, all right, that we challenge you to go and bless somebody else with. How were you filled with awe? and how you saw God move through that. Does that make sense? Everybody, give, can you give me a nod of a head? Uh, looking at blank slates here. All right. Are you with me? Okay. So this is how this morning is going to go. I'm going to, uh, Nathan's going to run the mic for me, and we're just going to go. All right. And if it's, if it's five minutes, it's five minutes. If 20 minutes, it's 20 minutes, and you don't have to hear me preach that much. So it's really up to you this morning, Okay. But we're just going to pass the mic around. You're going to testify. Here's how I saw God move through the firework tent. Here's how I saw God move through the gift cards. And it left me in awe and wonder. Okay? So, Nathan's going to have the mic. You just pop your hand up when you're ready. All right, well, at the fireworks tent, I was in awe of young Silas because I have never seen such a more faith-filled, 
godly young man, and he was just sharing the faith. And he also would ask all these people, do you want to give to my church? And it was so cute, and people were just taken back, and people gave into the little thing. So it was really amazing. Silas, the young evangelist, love it. Um, I had a, I was one, a recipient of one of the gift cards. Um, I had messed up our account. I'm not good with numbers. And it was so messed up that Community America actually stopped all transactions. And my gas tank was empty. We were on a way to welcome in for the, for the Bible study. And I had to humble myself and ask Daryl for some gas money because the light was on and he had one of the gift cards. So... It was a blessing to me, so thank you. Awesome. That's, that's a picture of Acts 2 right there. The church taking care of one another. So at the fireworks tent, hi everybody, I'm back here. Um, at the fireworks tent, I got to hang out with um, Robert Marble. If you ever hang out with Robert Marble, he doesn't talk all that much. His wife does most of the talking, if you know Sharon. She's constantly going. But they were out there serving at the fireworks tent day after day after day. Robert just putting his head down and going to task, doing what he needed to do, and Sharon running around and loving on everybody. And it was a fun thing to see, not only um, the impact that they had for our church and for, for, for what our goal was of, of raising funds, but also the picture of Hey, they've been married a long time, and they can still come out and sweat in a fireworks tent and serve together and do things together like that. That was a pretty amazing thing. and something I hope for. hope Megan can put up with me for, for that long so that we can go do things like that over time. It was cool. I loved it. Amen. If Jesus was coming back today and the rapture happened, all y'all would go. This side of the gym would go. This side would not. Just saying, so if you want if you want to go, this side of the room better better come with it. Um, I wanna say that I served at the fireworks tent one evening with the worship team, which was a lot of fun, get to see people outside of their element. But Mary Jo had everything taken care of, from water to snacks to the directions of how to do that, that's a lot to do. At least in my brain, that's a lot to do. So just appreciate how much she served us, the volunteers, as well as, you know, just the church as a whole. But it was great. It was great to see. It made you feel like, oh, wow, we were thought of. So. Good. Thanks for sharing. There we go. Who's the savior of this side over here? Who was it? It was me. Hey, Robin. Hey. I just was wanting to say overall at the fireworks tent, um, it was like a little mission trip, in my opinion. Um, people came when it wasn't their shift, or they stayed longer than their shift because they knew a gap needed to be filled in. And 
um, and they were doing it for, you know, our purpose of what we're doing for the church, and it was just amazing to see. And then our interactions with the people that came in to shop and just loving on those people, and I feel we really did, all of us that were working, we were loving on those people that were coming in and representing Jesus to those people. And it was just, every time I was there, yeah, it was hot, but it was, it was fulfilling because, like I say, we all worked together as a team. We gave of ourselves, and I saw so many people do that, come in when they weren't supposed to and just show up unannounced, stay longer if they needed to, and just um, made it work and made it a success. Thanks, Robin. And I saw God working there. Wonderful. You guys can all go to heaven now. I must stand. Okay. So, take you back about eight and a half years or so, and as Joey was nearing the end of his life here, I went through a time where I wanted to tell him where I could have been a better wife, and it was that I knew how to encourage him, but I didn't encourage him with my voice because we were kind of in an an environment that he set in the house of, you should just know. You should just know that what you're doing is for God. You don't need necessarily the encouragement. Now, he could encourage others outside of the home really well. So I bring that forward to I don't take time to encourage my kids. And in this situation with the fireworks stand, um, being very near to what a pastor's life and pace of life is like, I know the things that Zach did, not all of them, but some of them, and that included sleeping on a table, um, cat at home with the kids, and that's, you know, I think that there are some mega churches out there that maybe it is easy for a pastor to be in their suit and their tie and conducting business meetings and that sort of thing, but Zach, I encourage you because you have boots on the ground and you're involved in young kids' lives, youth, adults, seniors, and I love you. And um, you do what God's asking you to do. And it's hard not to say it's, it's not for, for Joey, it's not, but it's hard not to be in that fleshly part of the, our lives is that, of course, 
dad would be so proud. So, love you. Love you too. I'm stirred up now, so, um, so this is this is a little separate, but I, I do remember seeing a picture of you, you know, sleeping on the floor, and I was laughing at you, so that was, that was encouraging, you know. Um, but I just want to encourage the church because um, I spent a lot of years in prison, um, and that's how I became a part of Gateway through the prison system. Uh, Dan Brown. Uh, would go to celebrate recovery, and we spent three and a half years together up there, and and just became great friends. Uh, and what it reminded me of um, was the letters that I would get from Gateway. We would write prayer requests, and we would get letters. And there was a a, a time where you know I was praying for my son, and, and um, somebody had reached out to me and had shared some stuff of, about their family to me. Um, there was another time where one of our uncles had passed away. And, and he was, you know, he, he was loved in our family, well-respected. Um, and, and it really just encouraged me, and it, and it really made me want to be a part of this. Uh, this this uh, last Wednesday, uh, this is the second time I've been back into the prison system to speak alongside with Dan Brown and Celebrate Recovery. And uh, just to look into the eyes of the fellas up there and to speak life into them. You know, to be a part of Gateway, to represent Gateway, uh, what it stands for, love. You know, uh, unity, community, I mean, all these things matter. So, like, with the tent, with the gift cards, I mean, I use the gift card for myself. I'm just starting, uh, uh, you know, in, in my HVAC, and, and you know, I, there's, like, a ton of tools that I need. So I was just like, you know, hey, you know. <laughs> this God, from the Lord. <laughs> God, this, yeah. from, this from the Lord, praise God. So I, so I used it, you know. But, uh, you know, I just want to thank you guys and tell you guys I love you, and, and just keep fighting. Keep fighting, Zach. Fighting. So um, we, I, I, I was, I, God filled me with awe because I had kind of a observation view of some things that have happened over the last several months. And one of them was that we had um, somebody come to our food pantry in December and um, single parent, single dad. And um, after he came a couple of times, he's trying to get things back going after COVID kind of um, interrupted his life. And we started working with him, and he was real intent on asking if there's any way to give back to our church or give back to God. And his way of doing that was to offer his time to volunteer for something. And it was dead of winter, so I was kind of like, I don't really have anything. Our church might do a fireworks tent, but, I'm, you know, I don't really have anything for, for you right now. Um, so fast forward, and we were in, still in communication, but about other things. And the week before our fireworks tent started, he emailed me and said, are you guys still doing, planning on doing the fireworks tent? I would like to serve. And so he did, and he showed up, and um, I didn't know this. He emailed the week after he served and was just telling me how incredible it was to serve with the people 
that he served with that night. He's a complete stranger <laughs> going into a group of people. Um, Pierce Lolly was super intentional about having conversations with him. So for me, I was just filled with awe at the love the food pantry volunteers showed him because he couldn't stop talking about that. I was in awe of God, how he orchestrated opportunities for, for him to serve, but also the people that served with him were intentional and got out of their comfort zone instead of just huddling up with their friends and having conversations. And now visiting, he's visiting our church um, when he can, and the love and um, just God's spirit moving and orchestrating things that none of us could put our hands on and produce. And so that gives me awe. Great. Thank you, Megan. Uh, one of the things that uh, we've been talking about and mentioning a few of the things that uh, we noticed and recognized uh, in the awe of God, but there's so many things that were done that are not being specifically mentioned here. Um, there's just, we could spend hours ta talking about these things. A an example would be I had a, an opportunity to talk with uh, Mary Jo uh, uh, quite a bit about the fireworks, the project. Uh, I know what faith and dedication that lady put into this project. It's, there, I could just mention hundreds of things. She taught me so much about faith, about believing in God, about obeying God, in just that small capsule of time. And, you know, it's like we, we need to spend hours talking about these things because that's what, that's what nobody has any idea what this lady did. And I don't. I, I don't. And there's just a, a, a few of the things, but I know just from talking with her, I'm like, how on earth do you do this stuff? You know, and it, it just taught me so much because that I would have just walked off a cliff if, if I had been, <laughs> I would have just ended it quick if I had been in charge of that project. Because it, 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 it would just make you crazy to try to, to do all this stuff. And she did this with, you know, just grace and kindness. And there's just, it's unfathomable the things that that lady did. And, and to, to, for all of us to be able to experience the, you know, the benefits and to see the, the outcome of it. It's just... It's phenomenal what, what she did here. So, Thank you, Dan. It took me a while to kind of think about uh, the firework tent and what really stood out to me, and then it just hit me that, um, you know, with everyone that I served with there, um, everyone just kind of, I mean, it was a fun time. Everyone had a smile on their face the entire time. It was the last day on the actual 4th, and it was hot. I mean, everybody knows how hot it was that day. And um, I just remember one family came in and just made a comment like, 
I love coming here because you guys just always have a smile on your face. I've been at so many tents this week, and you guys are the only ones who's pushing through it and just are, are nice and kind. And it's just like, you know, I'm sure all of us feel like, you know, that's just the natural thing to do. But when you're putting in time and effort, you know, for an entire week, two weeks uh, for some of us, and you can get weary. And, you know, just for us to continue to have that charisma about ourselves, about us as a church, and um, for people to recognize that just shows that we're putting in an impact into the community. So, Thanks, Dante. Anybody else? Hey there. Okay, so I um, had taken a gift card, um, and I was just going to sit on it because the money's not money and like the money used to, like six months ago, and um, it was a gas card. And I had an idea of somebody to give it to, and then um, I just got this overwhelming like sense of like you have to give it to this person, which was a different person. And so when I gave it to him, he was like, you literally have no idea how much this means to me because I did not know how I was going to get to work tomorrow. And he's like, this is like crazy. He's like, nobody has ever given me something like this. I said, well, it ain't me. It ain't me. It's God. Okay. Um, and he's like, thank you so much. This is incredible. He's like, I can't imagine anybody ever doing this for me. So. I think that was really cool. That's wonderful. That's what happens when you listen to the Spirit of God. God does powerful things that leave you in awe. There you go, Bailey. Anybody else? So I was able to give uh, one of the gift cards to one of my best friends that I work with and a little bit of backstory on him. Um, him and his fiance have uh, a newborn and he, we both work um, on cars for a living, but he will come to work, work 7 to 3.30 um, and then he'll go home and he'll work from 4 till one or two in the morning almost every day um, and I was able to give him um, a gift card and, and he was he was appreciative of it whenever I gave it to him and then whenever he was able to use it he came in the next day he was like hey man I appreciate it so much um, his fiance was gone with the baby um, out doing some stuff and he was just in the garage working trying to uh, get some jobs done to continue to provide for for his family and he's like I don't know I wasn't I wasn't gonna eat at all um, but I was able to order some pizza um, and the excitement and appreciation was cool to see even though it was just you know a pizza uh, but that was really cool to be able to witness that and see how that impacted him even though it was just 
like I said, a pizza. Thanks, Carter. I think Mary Jo had her hand up here too. I think it's fitting. We'll let we'll let Mary Jo cap us off here. Hi, I think everybody knows who I am by now. Um, thank you, Dan Brown, for those kind words. But this was not at all about me. This was about an opportunity that God provided for Gateway. Um, going into it, I was very much looking at how much money we could make, but the opportunities that we would have to serve. And as you saw in the video, 147 people served at the fireworks tent. That's huge. Some of the things that happened that, that maybe weren't mentioned this morning, I, I'm so thankful that somebody mentioned Silas because he was, he was so all about this. He's great at evangelizing at such a young age. Um, but the opportunity was there for the children. We had a little table set up. And the kids that came, the idea was for the kids to be able to have an opportunity to serve alongside mom and dad, but to have something of their own that they could do, that they could be a part of, and they could take ownership in. And so we had a donation box there. We had friendship bracelets. And we explained as the kids came on, they got their vest and they put their name badge on and everything. But they were able to sit at a table and say to other kids that were coming through shopping, when they were done shopping, they could say, do you want a friendship bracelet? Do you know why we want to give you a friendship bracelet? Because Jesus wants to be your friend forever. Just trying to piggyback off of what they learn in Kids Quest. Just giving them an opportunity to share and tell other people, Jesus wants to be your friend forever. You know, we talk about, we focused on that 17,000 396, that's in my mind, that we made. Um, but those kids, they raised $338 at their little table. Um, and it was so precious to see them um, share with other people. The friendships that I see, seen, that I saw formed um, over that time frame, so many people that I didn't know before I hadn't spent time with, um, Doug Benjamin and I got to spend some good time talking. Uh, that was amazing. I got to spend time and get to know Cheryl and Jose Serrano. And the way that has formed then into a friendship that they invited us to their house yesterday for lunch. If you've not spent time with them, you need to spend time with them. Um, but the people that God brought into that booth um, was so much more than just um, selling fireworks. Sorry, I have dry mouth. Um, I'll be quick, Zach. Um, but people that came into there, we had a pastor that was weary from preaching that shared some of his story. And there are many of you in this room that stood with me as we gathered around him and prayed over him for his decisions, for his, um, for his ministry. There were strangers that poured their heart out. I saw, I saw com uh, conversations that ended with 
you know, can I pray for you? And just laying hands on people and praying. These were complete strangers. And now, and, and through that, though, those people were blessed. And, and we were able to be a blessing to so many people. So this was not about fireworks. And please, this morning, don't hear it's about me. I just, God gave me some talents, and I try to use them every month for Gateway. Um, but there, what was there um, was so much more, so much more. And um, the gift cards that we did were amazing, and uh, God had laid it on my heart to give a gift card to someone as well. And um, that guy has now been in conversation um, with Megan and through Mercy Ministry and stuff. So there's just so many opportunities um, that I just encourage everybody to look for those, be alert to those promptings um, so that nothing passes us by. So I will give you an advance um, like we did this time around, maybe a week advance or so um, that we'll send out um, through the social media. Uh, maybe I'll announce it the Sunday prior just to get you thinking about, hey, we're going to have this fulfilled session coming. All right, and we're just going to testify together as the church about how God has left us in awe. All right, because I don't know about you, but it's good for my soul to just sit here and listen, right? Just listen to how God's moving. Listen to how he's working. All right, and let that work do what it's supposed to do in us, which is build us up and sustain us. That's so the purpose of it's for, okay? Um, here's what I'm going to do with the rest of our time. I think I just have a few minutes here. You guys really didn't want me to preach. Um, and Dan said we could go on for a couple hours, you know. Uh, Dan really didn't want me to. Um, we're going to start. We're going to start the book of Isaiah, okay? Um, we're going to walk through chapters 48 through 66, all right, through this fall semester. And here's the purpose, all right, of why we're going to do that. One of the promises that we're going to find in Isaiah, all right, is that Jesus is going to come back in all his glory. There's going to be a day where the Son of God, our Savior, is going to come back in all his glory. And he's going to redeem all things once and for all. He's going to set up the new heavens and the new earth. We're going to dwell with God forever in a state that none of us can even comprehend. But it's the epitome of joy and peace and fullness, and it goes on forever. But Isaiah makes his promise that Jesus is going to come back in all his glory. And when he comes back in all his glory, we also see that we're going to meet him in glory. There's going to be this collision of Jesus coming back in his glory and us meeting him in glory. You know, and this is the hope, the, the hope that Adam was talking about during worship as he was praying. This is the hope that we have, that he is coming in all his glory, and we are going to meet him in glory, and we are going to reside in his glory for the rest of eternity. Like, that is our hope. In the back half of Isaiah, all right, 
gives us lots of ways in which, hey, as we're waiting for the glory of Jesus to come, and we're waiting to meet him in that glory, all right, how do I prepare for that? How do I prepare for that? I think the simplest way that I can put it for you is that, hey, the best way to prepare for tomorrow is to do the right thing today. The best way to prepare to meet Jesus in this collision of glory is to do the right thing today. And there's things that we can learn from the history of Israel in the book of Isaiah to help us do the right thing today. There's some promises that we can glean from God that he makes to his people that'll help us do the right thing today, that'll give us the courage for today that'll give us the hope for today as we wait for this collision of glory. And so that's what we're going to look at this fall. We're going to glean from the history of Israel. We're going to glean from the promises and the prophecy of Isaiah as we wait for this collision. You know, and as I was thinking about this this week, because, you know, I, I had in my mind, you know, thought that this could go one of two ways with this fulfilled session. This could go the whole time and I just need to cap it, you know, or this could go five minutes and I need to be prepared to preach, all right? But as I prepared for, hey, if I'm just going to cap it, how do I want to cap this and get us ready for Isaiah this fall? Here's, here, here, here's what, um, personally, here's how God spoke to me personally this week, okay? When I thought about this collision of glory that's coming, but Jesus comes in his glory and I meet him in glory, I initially went, this is not a collision of glory. This can't be a collision of glory. What glory am I bringing to this equation? I believe that Jesus is coming back in the fullness of glory. What glory am I bringing to this equation? Like I had this vivid picture this week, this vivid picture. My wife and I just moved out um, into a rental place. All right, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful place. Uh, it's on ten acres. Um, it has a shop, so I can build stuff. All right, um, and, and we're just gung ho about it. Um, and the dogs love it. Um, but my little basset hound. He's not little. He's about 75 pounds. He's like a bowling ball. My basset hound, the first day he's out there, he wanders off and finds the neighbor's lagoon. Yeah. So he wanders off and he makes his way into the neighbor's lagoon. And I'm like, where's Buddy? You know, I'm walking around the property. Buddy! Buddy! You know, and I'm walking around and then I'm in the front of the property and we have a row of pine trees in the front of the property. And on the other side of the pine trees, there's the lagoon. And so I see my dog, Buddy the Basset, coming through the pine trees. And he's usually black, brown, and white spotted. And he was just black. And the closer he got, I could smell him. I mean, he stank. He looked terrible. 
You know, so I'm walking towards him, you know, to grab him. He's walking towards me. And in that moment, it was like, yeah, that's how I feel the collision's going to be when he comes back in glory. Like Jesus is coming in all his glory. And here comes Zach and Buddy, you know. <laughs> and it was, and it, it was in that this week that it was good. It was good for me to go through the back half of Isaiah again. Because that's not what God says about me. That's not how God sees me. It's not. It's not how he sees you. It's not what he says about you. There's going to be this collision of glory that then will last for all eternity. And there's some things he wants us to know so that we can prepare for that day. And so that's what we're going to look at this fall. Okay? But if you hear anything this morning, know this collision's coming. This collision's coming. And you're more than some basset hound coming out of some lagoon pond. You have the inheritance of God because you are his adopted child. That's who we are as the church. That's what we hope in. And so let's get ready for this collision of glory. Not slothful in zeal. Let's not get ready being slothful, but fervent in spirit. Let's get ready for that collision. Okay? Stand with me. Let's pray, and then we'll be done this morning. God, thank you for the testimonies this morning of 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 your workings, um, of your providence, your sovereignty, uh, your goodness, your faithfulness, your grace and your mercy, your care, your loving kindness. Thank you for encouraging our souls together, for unifying us together under your glory. God, I pray as we walk through the book of Isaiah this fall um, that we would be encouraged at your promises. We would take heed to your warnings. We would prepare ourselves for this great collision in which you prepared us for fervent in spirit, not slothful, but fervent, exciting, excited, anticipating it, that we would walk with purposeful feet towards this collision. Teach us the way that profits so that we would know that all good blessings come from above. Amen. And greet one another before you leave this morning. All right, thanks for sharing.